Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. I think we're all much better than Blake Snell, but let's bring in Mark Topkin, who is in Pittsburgh with an update. He is brought to you by Fubo TV every day at 10 o'clock here on the Ronnie and T-Crash Show. And Blake Snell, what did he have to say? First of all, good morning. But, uh, Blake, what did he have to say for himself after the outing yesterday? You know, that, that's okay because most people know we've already talked a couple times. We've planned our weekend and stuff today. So it's going to be fabulous holiday social, weekend. Social yes. interaction on the air is fine, Ronnie. Don't worry about it. We know where we are, buddy. It's all good, man. Um, <laughs> I, I, well, I guess the best thing that I could tell you about how badly Blake Snell pitched last night was he knew it. And there was none of that uh, denial after the game. I was anticipating the, hey, I was one pitch away from getting out of the first, and they didn't really hit the ball all that hard, and I got through the second and third really good, and everybody gives up a solo homer every once in a while. I was anticipating that, and I didn't hear any of that. I heard a guy who properly and uh, justifiably threw himself under the bus a little bit. I mean, he said, you know, it's disappointing. I can't do this. I feel like I didn't do all the things I said I was going to do. I didn't do what I did down in Durham that was making me effective. I know you can't walk five guys. If you keep walking five guys, you're not going to stay here very long. So he definitely at least acknowledged how bad he was and said the right things afterwards. So that's, that's the positive if you want to look at it that way. Uh, obviously, I think it's actually going to be Wednesday, even though he's lined up for Tuesday. I think they may flip him and Archer. So maybe Wednesday in Chicago against the Cubs in a day game. We'll see how he does then, but uh, not the return, as Cash said, that they were looking for. I mean, they found, you know, and Cash, if you play that clip a little further, I mean, Cash said there were some good things. He had the velocity was up a couple miles an hour, sharper break on the curveball. They thought the delivery at least looked better or more consistent. That was one of the big things he was supposed to work on down there. Mark, it was disappointing to say the least, and he looked a lot like the Blake Snell that we saw before he got sent down. and. I don't think sending him back down to Durham is going to do anything. I think Jim Hickey's got to work with him, and it looked like he was overthrowing. It looked like he was over-anxious out there, maybe a little too over-amped, and he was overthrowing some pitches. His mechanics were off. So how do you think they'll solve this problem in between this start and the next one? Well, I think exactly what you said. I mean, Hickey's going to have to work with him. He'll throw his bullpen session uh, in Baltimore probably tomorrow, or maybe Saturday. depends, again, with the flip-flop. But anyway, he'll throw a bullpen session in Baltimore. And, yeah, they're going to have to kind of beat into his head a little bit. You know, you know, show us what you were doing in Durham. Here's what you, you know, were doing. Here's what the pitching coach down there told us you were doing. Now we need you to do it up here. And even the, the bit about being over-amped, when I mentioned that to Snell, that Cash had suggested that, you know, again, to his credit, he said that's not an excuse. I've been here before. It wasn't like it was my first game. I shouldn't have been that way. So there were a number of things that, you know, were still encouraging in a way. But yet, obviously, net result, bottom line business. We talk about it all the time. Disappointing. 36-pitch first inning. You know, three walks in the first inning. Five walks total. The wild pitch. I mean, just mistakes, mistakes, mistakes. Indeed. Well, hopefully Chris Archer can right the ship tonight and have a better outing, even though he got the win the other night. He had a lot of run support on Friday, but 
Uh, Chris will tell you that was not a sharp outing from him, but hopefully he is sharp tonight and the Rays can win this series. But, Mark, uh, wow, heroics yesterday before the game. How did you find out about this? When did you find out about it? And uh, just fill us in. What happened? Yeah, it was a really uh, uh, unusual, to, to say the least, uh, sequence of events that happened yesterday here in Pittsburgh. I mean, the stadium is, is located, as you know, across a series of bridges from downtown. And um, the, basically the home plate umpire, John Tempain, was walking back to his hotel, which was near the stadium, after getting some lunch and saw a woman had climbed, you know, not just up on the railing, but essentially over the railing and, you know, kind of hanging on a little bit of a ledge there. And this is, it's hard to explain. This bridge isn't as high, for example, as the Skyway, but it's high enough that this obviously wasn't someone who was, as she initially claimed, you know, just wanted to get a better view or something. And, and John Tempain, uh kind of, you know, what's going on here? You know, don't do this, kind of grabbed onto her. Some other people were walking by. One of them was, a, or a couple of them were a group, two race employees who were here working on some video projects and uh, Mike Weinman was uh, basically the guy that Champagne said, Hey, we need some help here. He had a couple other people holding her arms and shoulders and he asked Mike to you know, grab her feet. So Mike basically just dove onto the ground, stuck his arms under this railing and, and grabbed onto this woman's feet, ankles that, you know, Champagne again was, you know, kind of running the, running the operation, I guess you'd say, and was asking people, you know, he's trying to keep her calm because they really didn't have a great grip on her, yet asking people to call 911 to get some, you know, professionals, some first responders there. And, you know, they did the job. They were able to uh, keep her calm. I mean, Mike Weinman, you know, the words of John Champagne, when I talked to him after the game last night, he said Mike Weinman was a godsend for what he did. He was able to stay down on the ground and, and keep the foot feet secure. At one point, she kind of kicked free and they, they grabbed her back and, kept this woman uh, who, you know, whatever her issues were, they kept her from jumping until the police and the authorities got there and they were able to take her in and, and, you know, really saved her life. She was, from what everyone said, Larry McCabe, the race broadcast director, who I know you guys know, he said, you know, just hearing her kept saying, you know, I don't I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. Just let me go. Just let me go. And then John Tempain and Mike Weinman and the others, you know, to their credit, you know, remarkable effort, remarkable show of uh, kindness and being human beings and saved her. Unbelievable act of heroism there. Mark Topkin is with us in Pittsburgh, where Chris Archer will be on the mound tonight. And Mark, uh, with the bullpen, several things happening there. I guess Colome is in a better place after Kevin Cash had a talk with them. Brad Boxberger is going to be activated, right? And it looks like Danny Farquhar is going and Jumbo Diaz is staying. What's happening with that? Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. After the, <clears throat> after the game last night, they made it official. Boxberger is activated as of today. Um, they certainly expect him to jump right back in and hope he's going to you know, be one of those missing pieces. I mean, obviously, you know, they need to look first and see what he and Erasmo can do. It gives them either a chance to realize how much outside help do they need or can these guys be the guys or do they you know, need them plus some help because they're you know, six weeks or so till the trade deadline. But it's important for Boxberger to get back up here in the race to find out, you know, fairly quickly how much they can count upon him. And the decision, you know, I, I didn't know which way they were going to go. I mean, obviously Chase Whitley was a guy that could have been sent down. But because it's a little complicated, but because Boxberger was on the 60-day DL, he has to be reinstated first to the 40-man roster. So somebody had to get dropped from the 40-man roster as well as from the active roster. So by kind of narrowing it down to either Farquhar or Jumbo Diaz, uh, that's how they created the roster spot. And, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know which way you go on that. I mean, Farquhar, obviously not as flashy, more of a mop-up type guy the way they've been using him lately. 
Jumbo Diaz. We've seen him be effective in short stints. We've also seen him obviously be very ineffective. They must have felt, uh, for whatever reason, there was a little bit more uh, potential reward in keeping Jumbo around for now. I don't understand it, honestly. You know, Farquhar has done pretty well against lefties. They're only hitting 207 against him, and uh, Jumbo Diaz doesn't inspire a whole lot of confidence with me. I don't know. <laughs> You, you don't have a large amount of confidence when Jumbo. I don't, have, I don't have a large. I don't have Jumbo confidence in Jumbo. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think part of it too is Boxberger and Farquhar are kind of the same guy in the sense that you know it's the change up to lefties that's you know their most probably effective pitch. You know, not an overpowering fastball. So you know that may have been part of it too is to kind of you know maximize the diversity here. But I agree. If you would have told me you know as we were headed down in the elevator, hey, they're going to drop one of these two guys tonight because Busper is coming back, I would have probably guessed Jumbo, too. Corey Dickerson has a slight chance, I think, to overtake uh, Nelly Cruz for starting in the All-Star game, but it's only a slight chance. we got the campaign going on here at 620WDAE.com. Click Corey and vote for him. But the voting ends at midnight to, tonight, Mark, and last time I checked, I think he was about 100,000 votes behind. Uh, yeah, it'll Cruz. be interesting. I mean, it's not it's not impossible for a Rays player to get elected as the starters. I mean, even though obviously attendance is so you know low relative to the rest of the league. I mean, Jose Canseco way back in 1999. Uh, we've seen Evan Longoria. He won the fan vote in 08. He was elected a starter twice after that. Carl Crawford was elected a starter in 2010. So it's it's possible. It's it's a tough battle. Obviously, Seattle's got a, a larger contingent, a larger fan base there. So be curious to see, but and here's the thing. Corey Dickerson should be on the All-Star team, A, and if he's not voted in by the fans, it shouldn't become a negative. I mean, it's out of his control, and, and he can't do any more. I mean, two more hits last night. He's leading the American League in hits. He's in the top two or three in average pretty much every day for the last couple months. Leads an extra base hits. Multi- I mean, there's nothing else he can do, so whether he is or isn't elected. Now, the injustice will come if there's going to be one on Sunday when the rosters are announced. If he's not on that team as a result of, if not the fan vote, then by the player vote right, or by the manager adding him, that's where the injustice uh, will be. That, then that's, I think, you know, Monday morning shows, and you can save your outrage for He's Mark Topkin. Oh, you, you guys probably aren't working Monday. It's the holiday. Uh, well, you're no, right. No, sir. No, not. yeah. I, I won't be back till next week. Uh, he's Mark Topkin in Pittsburgh. Follow him on Twitter at tbtimes underscore rays. Brought to you by Fubo TV and FuboTV.com. Mark, we'll talk to you at some point, buddy. Hey, yeah, and more on TampaBay.com on that crazy story on the bridge rescue. Yes, good job with that, Absolutely. man. We appreciate I'll, it. I'll talk to you tomorrow, Mark. I'll see I'll see you. I'm glad you're flying up on the corporate jet. That'll be cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, get, the, get the hell out of here. Well, that's still just an incredible story with that's, a home plate umpire from last night and the Rays employee. I mean, you're walking along, and all of a sudden you see this woman, you know, stepping out there looking to end her life. I mean, what do you do? I mean, not all of us would react in that manner because... I just think of everything I could do to just hanging on to her and thinking, you know, at times when she just wanted to go the, the other way, I just was like, you know, just like, not on my watch, you know. Please, and we were just hanging on, and you know, thanks for the other people around. And after she came back on the side, I just, you know, I went up to her because, you know, she said you'll just forget me after this, and I said no, I'll never forget you. But it only takes one person to act, and then everybody else kind of, you know, pitches in because they see that one person trying to do something good. But a lot of times, people will just walk by, hey, none of my business, bro. I'll call nine one one, but I, you know, I'm not getting involved. I don't know who this is. I don't know what's going on. Well, it was great thinking by the umpire, great thinking by the Rays employee there to save a life and give somebody new hope, Ronnie. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.